Shri ki jai Gaur Nityananda ki jai Gaur Bhaktavrinda ki jai Gaur Premanandi Welcome everyone Good evening So we're gathered for the auspicious occasion of commemorating the appearance and significance of Sri Radha <clears throat> Speak a little bit tonight and again tomorrow and um, celebrate with Kirtan, as well as Mahaprasad. Shirad Heke Jai. This occasion, uh, astrologically, is the uh, eighth day of the waxing moon of the month of Bhadra. And just past, as as you know, and, and, and we've celebrated, is the Astami, the eighth day, Janmastami of Krishna, Krishna Janmastami, Gokulastami, it's sometimes called, hmm? appearing as he did in Gokul, from a Gaudiya perspective, on the eighth day of the waning moon of the month of Bhadra. So, just two weeks later, as the moon is waxing, the eighth day of the waxing moon, is the astami of Radha in Rawal, in the Braj. Now, if you put these two together, you don't get a full moon. <laughs> so eight and eight is 16, so you get a half moon, instead of 32. However, uh, the union of Radha and Krishna is not an ordinary union. Hmm. So, it is uh, a dynamic union in love, in which, which brings forth, which is not static, hmm, but dynamic, and brings forth a new moon altogether as the Madhurya hmm, of the Braj. Reach its, reaches its zenith and is celebrated. This is the whole idea, the union of Radha and Krishna to, to bring this together. The whole brudge is, is moving around this um, ideal. And the fullness of that union is such that it bursts and blooms forth in Madhurya, imbued with Audarya or magnanimity in the full moon of Sri Gauchandra, Sri Man Mahaprabhu, Jai. Jai. Hmm? This is, uh, we'll go into this a little bit uh, tomorrow, as we discuss the underlying tattva or philosophical foundation or canvas on which these wonderful leelas um, are drawn, if you will, <clears throat> and uh, why or what is the necessity of a Radha? Many people reason there's a necessity for a God, but for a Radha. <laughs> so we have the answer for that, and we have some good reasoning for that. <clears throat> and we'll try to go into that a little bit tomorrow, but I'm going to speak a little more briefly this evening, and that about Sri Radhika in the line of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Again, Sriman Gorsundar ki jai, Gorchandra ki jai. Hmm? The... Uh, Leelas of Radha and Krishna and Leelas of the Braj 
and the word lila, as I've sometimes said before, really applies um, in the full sense to the Braj lila, not to the Mathura or the Dwarka lilas or lilas of any any other form of the Lord, in as much as the word really uh, speaks about play and play alone without any burden of establishing dharma or um, uh, any other responsibility. If you look at the Bhagavatam carefully, you'll see that the word lila is only used really in the full sense in with regard to the Brajlila. Once Krishna appears to, or I should say, expands partially into the uh, Mathura and Dwarka lilas, uh, if you will, lilas they are of sort, but they are... Um, not described in the same way. The word lila is not used there um, directly to uh, describe it, and for good reason. Hmm. Lila means the Braja Lila. This is Swayam Bhagavan. Swayam means himself, so when God wants to be himself, he has nothing to do, hmm. nothing to accomplish, hmm. only playing. I've said before that it takes power to play, so while the various gods and goddesses in the Hindu pantheon have various weapons and carriers and um, um, are postured uh, in ways that imply they have something to accomplish, be it in a worldly sense or the converse in the form of Shiva internally through meditation. Hmm? Um, Krishna is depicted as the one who has nothing to accomplish, a very spoiled young cowherd. Hmm. Uh, Nanda Yashoda, they're very, uh, very uh, reticent to, to, to chastise him much. Indeed, the Dhammadar Lila, where the, which is the Vatsalya center of the Bhagavatam, covering several chapters, this chastising of the parents, if you will, that side of parental love comes out to its fullest and it's a complete traumatic experience both for the both for Krishna and uh, Yashoda my very uh, <laughs> very heavy mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're re- re- very reticent really to, to, to chastise him very spoiled young um, cowherd only playing mm-hmm. but my point is and I make it often it's worth repeating that in order to play, you require some power. I often give the example that if you want to play in terms of, for example, taking a vacation, you have to have the power to have time off from work, you have to have the power of money in the bank to pay for it, and so forth. So he who is only playing, he is the all-powerful. And he's powerful by way of, by way of his, his play of love and affection. I've said before there are different ways of controlling people. We can control someone by physical force. That's very unpleasant and very obvious by tying them up, for example. Or we could control someone by mental force of psychological manipulation, which is not as recognizable, but it's more comprehensive and, uh, and, and damaging. So these types of control we are uh, on the watch for, so to speak. But the way in which Krishna controls, of course, is by love. And the beauty of this is that if, if in love has that power, hmm, someone loves you, they can control you. But, the, of course, the, 
the trade-off is that if I love you, then you love me. If I truly love you, then you love me. And so you find that, 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 that Bhagavan is controlled by bhakta. And so what kind of controller is he? It's, uh, it's laughable in a sense and comprehensive at the same time. Very charming. So this is our Krishna and his leelas hmm, um, are depicted throughout uh, the sacred texts and in our Gaudi tradition we have our own sacred texts hmm, drawing from the Bhagavad. And we'll find that these leelas are described with nuance often and uh, difference uh, at times with regard to details. Hmm? and emphasis, which tells us, one thing it tells us is that the Leela is not uh, bound to repeat itself in a historically accurate sense. It's free, and it's movement, and it goes round and round and round. Um, it's uh, eternally showing itself um, to different devotees with nuance, and they explain it differently. They also explain it differently because the Leela itself is beyond words, beyond thought, but the saint tries to, with a heart laden with love, translate that love that's beyond words. I always remember a famous song when I was a kid. It went something like this, I wanted to say I love you, but the words got in the way. <laughs> it's a good one. Kind of, kind, of, kind of sappy in a sense, but... Musically, but uh, the point was very nice. But the words got in the way. Hmm? So, so love knows no reason. Hmm? It transcends reason. I would speak of thoughts and, and 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 word. But one who speaks, nonetheless, the language of love and has acquaintance there, will try to translate that into the language of reason, which is supposed to be the language of human society. Hmm? You can think about that <laughs> for a moment. Uh, and in doing so, then um, the, the Acharya, the Sadhu, uh, will explain it differently at different times with a view to bring out various philosophical and theological points that we can embrace and thereby get footing some, some standing, some foothold in terms of our pursuit of entrance into the Leela. And above and beyond that, the details may be adjusted in such ways, coming from the heart of a devotee with, with a view to, to distribute the feeling of the Leela, the Bhava, affect our Chitta, hmm? and create their, uh, therein a a bhakti sangskar, a sangskar for bhakti rasa. Hmm? Hmm. So these are wonderful narr- narrations that transcend the narrative themselves hmm? in terms of their significance. And at the same time, the narrative is very powerful hmm? because it is an attempt on the part of our, our charges to put into words that which is beyond words, so that that effort is is uh, is very spiritually, that attempt uh, is very spiritually powerful. So we should hang on to these 
descriptions of the Leela. Not, I want to say, in a literal sense that can become a stumbling block for us, where we think of the Leela only in terms of uh, money details and, and so forth. And Rod is a pretty face with a blue, blue dress. She's much, much more than that. Hmm. Just memorize some factoids uh, that we repeat hmm, many, many years ago in Prabhupada's formal mission. Some of his disciples started a, a, um, a game, kind of a, a game show, kind of a practice of remembering the the uh, Krishna book, and they would get the bodhis together and have quizzes. And how many arms did so and so have? And how many heads? And beep. For, uh, exactly. Um, this was the idea of remembering Krishna. Prabhupada put a stop to that. <laughs> it's not a memorization memorization of those details, and the same thing. Those details are important, properly understood, and so forth. As I'm explaining. They uh, have a, a power to transport us beyond them, so to speak, not into some void or emptiness. After all, they are. This is all being uh, this, the narratives and so forth. These this drawing, if you will, depicting of the leelas, all being done, as I say, on a can- philosophical canvas that we call achintu beda beda. That means the leela must be a reality. Hmm? Chintu beta beta doesn't translate into a void, an emptiness, um, a, uh, a static non-dualism, hmm? but a dynamic kind of union, if you will, or non-dualism. Hmm? So we'll get into that a little more tomorrow. But anyway, something about the nature of the Leela narratives. And, of course, in Gaudiya Vaishnavism, all these Leela narratives, they stem from our... Um, our central texts, which we consider to be the central text of all of the sacred um, books of India, Grantaraj, Srimad Bhagavatam, Kijai. Deepa Goswami, of course, has given a very um, powerful argument for the position of the Bhagavat in relation to other texts, of which there are many indeed. I think that the Vedic Literature is the most voluminous body of knowledge and the and the earliest form of revelation. And we find in the East the first form of, the, of really of theology in the form of the sutras, Vyas, trying to make sense out of revelation and turn it into a, a, a and, and demonstrate that it's a systematic um, message with a with a, a, a arrangement of sound with a concerted, uh, uh, unanimous type of uh, opinion, bringing us to a you know, particular uh, conclusion. That's what theology is, making sense, if you will, in that way, out of, uh, out of revelation. <clears throat> the Bhagavatam we see as what? What does the Purana say, Guru to Purana? Um, that it is the... Natural, I'm thinking from the Sanskrit, it's escaping me. The natural commentary on the sutras themselves, Vyasa's own explanation of his own explanation. The uh, Artoyam Brahma Sutranam, Guru Purana, sings to us. Artoyam Brahma Sutranam, the meaning, the Artha of the Brahma Sutra. The Brahma Sutra is like Vyasa, after compiling the sacred texts, 
trying to take notes as to what's the most important thing, these little scribbles called sutras. It's hard to figure out what they mean. And of course, many great sadhus in various lineages have tried to make sense out of the sutras and come up with a lineage, with a, with a plausible explanation of what the sutras um, uh, mean. Chaitanya Dev did not, um, did not do that, as we know, because Artoyam Brahma Sutranam, the Garuda Purana said, uh, as in the Goswamis, of course, they bring this out, Nana Shastri Charanaikinipano Saddharma Samstapuko Lokanam Hitakarano Tribhuvane Manyosharanyakara with real lokanam hitakarano. Hmm? Hitakarano, with real feeling for the loka, for the world, for the people of the world. Hmm? This is the, the, their motivation for speaking, the motivation for their research. Hmm? They took from all, they gathered the sacred texts hmm? and, and really pr- did for us what Nard told Vyas to do, and he did the best he could by writing a commentary on his own notes in longhand in the form of Srimad Bhagavatam. Samarina Nusmara Tadvicheshtitam. Nara told him, go, you're qualified. Sit in Samadhi and speak from there. Samadhi Bhasha, this is the language of spiritual trance. Srimad Bhagavatam is spoken in, like I said, having gone there now. Where, where words return, where thought returns, having tried to enter. Hmm. He tried to speak about that. Hmm. This, the Goswamis pulled it out from the Guru Purana. Artoyam <laughs> Brahmasutranam, we'll, this will be our foot forward hmm, for our epistemology. Hmm. How do we know what we know? Hmm. Well, we know. The senses are imperfect, and by extension, instruments crafted by them are as well. And reasoning, reasoning is never conclusive in terms of getting any real footing in happiness, pursuit of everyone. Knowledge is something that informs action, and action is that by which we try to become, be happy and fulfilled. Hmm? By reason alone, we'll never arrive at that. So these these means are are limited, and this is not something that is, is a hard selling point. I mean, it's it's fairly obvious and agreed on some level by by everyone. Even as, even as, as they go madly about still trying to know by by sense perception or by extension by instruments to ex- extend their capacity hmm? and by reason. And we come with, of course, revelation of oh, faith. Hmm. As it's thought to be a departure from reason, we see it, of course, as that in relation to which divine faith, reason, is, becomes, uh, becomes beautiful. Hmm. To reason about the significance of the, of the revelation. Hmm. To tie reason to revelation. Hmm. Not just reason. This is Western society, unhinged philosophy from from theology some time ago, and here we are. And the reason that we don't exist, that there's no self, and so on. It gets pretty bad sometimes. So 
revelation, a way of knowing. Hmm? Hmm? The, the simple idea behind the Course is if you want to have perfect knowledge, you need a perfect method. So, hmm? Perfect method is, is one in which reality reveals itself to us. We are imperfect, we know that. We want perfection. So if there is such a thing as perfection, then it must be perfect. Hmm? And it's perfectly capable of revealing, making itself known. Hmm. So if we, and everybody wants perfection. Some people say it doesn't exist, but they still pursue it. So who's who's crazy? Hmm. Those who say it exists and pursue it, or those who say it doesn't exist and pursue it. Hmm. Hmm. So, Artanam hmm. pulled from Guru Purana this this statement, and this among others that serve to underscore the importance of Bhagavatam. It's the natural commentary on the sutras. We don't need to come up with a separate commentary. Hmm? And so what we have is commentaries on the Bhagavatam. Hmm? And, these, and, 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 and this is the wellspring, if you will, from which all the Goswami's books, um, Leela Granthas, their books about Leela, the details, the feeling... Really, this is the, the center of the Bhagavatam. It's, it, it itself is not a book that goes into as many details about the Leela in as much as it goes into the feeling of the Leela and seeks to convey it. This is its, its, its central focus. All these sacred texts have a central focus, and they may tell the same stories that are told in other Puranas and even have their roots in the Upanishads in different ways, in different texts to make different points to different people. Hmm? The Bhagavatam has a certain focus, and it is this, to convey the, the Brajbhav. The, 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 therefore, as I say, it has three centers. It has a Vatsalya center, the Dhammar Lila chapters. It has a Sakirasa center, the Agasur Lila, three chapters, and Denukasur Lila. And the whole of Sakirasa is found in there. And then you have the five Lilas, Rasas, uh, chapters of the Rasa Lila, Madhuri Rasa center. This is the Braj. There is Dasya Bhakti there, but it is also tinged with Sakya. Hmm? Hmm. So the purpose of the Bhagavatam is to showcase these Leelas in such a way hmm, that readers or those who hear it from a proper source will be most influenced by those feelings, by those bhavas. Hmm? This is what the Leela is about. Hmm? And we try to depict the leela, the feelings, in, in different ways, with different details, and so on and so forth. Hmm? So, Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, Srimad Bhagavatam, the word Bhagavata means God. Hmm? So, it's a book about God. Um, there are various Puranas. This is the Bhagavat Purana. So, the, 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 the Purana... They're all about God. There's the Kurma Purana, there's the Shiva Purana, there's the Brahma Purana, there's all kinds of Puranas. Um, and this is the this is the Bhagavad Purana and and the Bhagavad in this book is Krishna. He is the Ashray Tattva, and there are many nine other nine sheltered topics of the Bhagavad, which includes uh Avatar Tattva. So the avatars are sheltered 
under the shelter giving principle. This is Krishna, Swayam Bhagavan. Krishna's too, Bhagavan, Swayam, hmm? the Avatari. So the book is about the Avatari, about Krishna. Hmm? But our Goswamis are fond of the name that is also found in the Puranas uh, in, in terms of scribing the text or um, naming the text. And that is the Srimad Bhagavatam. Hmm? Srimad Bhagavat. So Bhagavat Purana, yes, but Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam, and again, this, is, this, 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 this phrase is used in other Puranas in reference to the Bhagavat Purana or Srimad Bhagavatam. Srimad Bhagavatam this, and Srimad Bhagavatam is this, it has this many slokas, and Srimad Bhagavatam tells this story, and, and Srimad Bhagavatam is a commentary on the sutras, and so on and so forth. We don't find this name in relation to any other Purana. The Srimad, this Purana, the Srimad, that Purana. Hmm? Srimad Bhagavatam. And Sri here, of course, means Radha. Sri Radha Ki Jai. Hmm? Means, means the beauty of Krishna. Beautiful Krishna. Beautiful Krishna. Prabhupada used to say in a very simple but in a very profound way that Krishna unto himself is not that charming and beautiful. But standing next to Radha, then he's very beautiful. Hmm? Of course, Krishna is not unto himself. That's another point. Hmm. He, 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 when we speak of Krishna, we mean the one standing next to Radha. Hmm. So she sheds light on him. Hmm. And we know from the pen of Krishna's Kabiraj Goswami Mahasaya that, um, that in the Braj, Amishisha Guru Nata, Radhikar, Radhikar Premer Unmata, that, that the dancing of Radha hmm, is the guru of Krishna. Hmm. Her dancing is his guru. He's a disciple of her movement. Hmm. Hmm. So he, she sees him in a certain light. Hmm. He learns about himself from her. There's something about himself that he cannot fathom. Hmm? And while he thinks, everyone loves me, everyone worships me, what many people don't know is that I find myself drawn to worshiping her. This is very peculiar, he thinks. Everybody thinks I'm God, but what they don't know is that, as Prabhupada said also, Everybody, every, all religions worship God, but we are worshiping she whom God worships. Hmm? So, of course, he realizes what makes her the way she is, is him. He makes her the way she is. She is the way she is because of him. But there's something in him <laughs> that he doesn't understand, that only she understands. So he realizes, I'm okay, it is me. I am the center. Hmm? But, uh, but through Radha, hmm, what it is about me that is most fascinating hmm, can be known. I have to learn from her. Hmm? These are very charming ideas. Hmm? This is what Srimad Bhagavatam is about. Now, Guru Purana also states that the Bhagavatam is Gayatri Vasha Rupo Soul, a commentary on the Gayatri. 
This is a point worth discussing. The Bhagavatam begins and ends with Gayatri through the through the um, um, word Dimahi. Dimahi is, of course, found in Gayatri Mantra. It means to meditate. Satyam Param Dimahi. The Bhagavatam begins like this and it ends like this also. Towards the very end of the, the 12th canto, we find a similar uh, verse. And so, beginning and ending, and in the middle also, this Dimahi is, is used. So, uh, the Purana says, Guru the Purana says, this Bhagavatam is really an explanation, a commentary on the Gayatri Mantra, which is the prototype of all mantras. It's the original mantra from which all other mantras come. All the Vedas are found in, in the Gayatri and so forth. So, if we want to understand the Bhagavatam, we will do well to, to chant Gayatri Mantra. Now, Pranas tell a nice story to help us understand the meaning of the Gayatri and thereby the meaning of Srimad Bhagavatam. And of course, it all comes to Radha's love for Krishna. It is said that Brahma, who was married to Sabitri, Saraswati, um, was performing a yagya. And these yagyas are very specific. In the Karma Marg, everything has to be done very precisely at the right time in the right way or you will not get the desired result. This is the lower end of the religious spectrum. And to help us appreciate this point, on the other end of the spectrum we have Rag Bhakti. Where even if you do it technically wrong, but your heart is in the right place, it's accepted. We find Krishna eating the banana peels of offered by um, uh, Vidura's wife when she's in ecstasy that he's in her house asking for something to eat. He's peeling the bananas and throwing the bananas away and offering the peels and he's eating them. So, Babagrahi Janardana. This is Krishna. As I said before, where there are rules, there is no love. Where there is love, there are no rules. Hmm. We may take the help of some rules to try to develop some beginning of love. Hmm. Hmm. This is true. Hmm. This we call Vaidhi Bhakti. Get some standing in the pursuit of of uh, a love-driven um, devotion. So, Brahma, he's performing big yagi and the time comes is for his wife to be there and put something in the sacrifice, in the fire, say something whatever her responsibility is. I remember when we installed the deities of Krishna Balaram and Vrindavan, it was like a three-day affair. And all these, uh, here was Prabhupada establishing his temple, Krishna Balaram temple, and all of his, uh, so many Western uh, disciples there. You were there for the opening, right? Were you there for the opening? No. Uh, You were there. Okay, yeah. I was there too. Yeah. So, uh, there was this huge three-day yagya for installing the deities. And they, it was very colorful, and they set up all types of flags and dyes on the, on the ground and mantras and all kind of brahmins coming. and it, All these things were thought to be very important. Hmm? 
and and and, and of course we didn't know anything about any any of them, hmm? and they were wondering or doubting our uh, authenticity. Or, you know, are they really devotees, or you know, what do they know, and and so on. I'll give you another quick example. Once my godbrother Narsinghamar was went out to a life member's house in India with Prabhupada for lunch. And several of Prabhupada's disciples were there. They sat down to have the meal. And the, the host served it all out. And he stood and watched. And then the meal commenced. And the disciples of Prabhupada ate with their right hand. And he just went, Oh, I know you are bona fide now. I did not know. I, I was not... You know, I thought, you know... <laughs> so this is the... <laughs> Extent of his, uh, you know, understanding of what what uh, real devotion constitutes, and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, uh, anyway, big festival of Krishna Balaram, and every now and then they would call out the acharya. So there was some function for the acharya, and Prabhupada would come out from his room, come home, go back, you know, <laughs> put the Tulsi leaf, go back, and so on. And then it was all finished, and we took the deities up with Sankirtan and performed Nam Sankirtan. It was all over, Prabhupada said to us privately. By the Kirtan, everything was done. The whole yogi was complete. Everything else was extra show for for the people attached to all these things. I thought without such, you know, they wouldn't be wouldn't be complete. So, this is an example of uh, the Vrindavan uh, Bhakti, Prabhupada's. Uh, sensibilities and so forth. So anyway, Brahma is, in this sense, uh, depicted as being on the low end of the uh, karma, high in the karma marg, Brahma. Obviously, it said, if you perform the Varnashram Dharma correctly, perfectly for a hundred lifetimes, you can take birth as, as a Brahma. So, problem, however, it was time for his wife to come in and do her part in the sacrifice, and somehow she was unavailable. Hmm. And time's running out, and the priests are, yeah, it's got to be done. And if this doesn't happen, then, and so Brahma looked earthward, and and caught, caught his eye was a village girl from the Braj. Hmm. and so he immediately asked, said, "I want, to, I want to marry you. I need to need a wife, and I need one now. <laughs> hmm. And I'm Brahma." <laughs> These guys are gods too. The gods have spoken. She said, Ugh, get out of here. You're too old and too ugly for me. <laughs> and not only that, you don't know anything about religion. A little bit uh, impudent and uh, imper- uh, you know, uh, uh, it seemed inappropriate. She's talking to the gods. This is just a village lady with some cow dung on her head. Mm-hmm. And they're all like, Almost offended, and then and 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 then she goes on, hmm? and she says, "What? Hmm? You don't know anything. You want me to go and sit in yagyas? You want me to meditate? Hmm? What does that have to do with God? Hmm? I do go seva, and I taste go rasa. That's what I do. <laughs> hmm? I do go seva, and I offer go rasa, hmm? milk." Hmm? I serve cows. Hmm? That's what I do. And I ain't got time to marry you. Hmm? 
because I got to go milk right now. And then after that, I got to clean up. And then after that, I got to feed them. And then after that, I got to clean up. And then after that, I got to milk. And it never stops. It never stops. Go Seva is full Seva. This is the Seva of the Brudge. Go Seva. It never ends. You stand and watch the cows clean up, and then again, it's time to clean up again. I used to go, sometimes I go out there for fun just with a shovel underneath. As soon as it comes, catch it. <laughs> See if I could, you know, would never keep it clean, never hit the ground. Couldn't keep up with them. Hmm? No. Hmm? <laughs> and then milking. Hmm? And then to deal with the milk. You know, to process the milk, right? Hmm? I mean, when we first got our, our one of our milkers, our first milker, Kamdenu, Kamdenu Jikijai, and she was giving four gallons of milk a day, and I and I realized what four gallons of milk is. <laughs> it's every day, and it's never going to stop. <laughs> every day, we just okay. We did that. We drank a gallon. <laughs> we we made sweet rice, you know. <laughs> Tomorrow, make <laughs> yogurt, you know, shrikhand, and and then so McGee, you know, okay. <laughs> So, <laughs> this is real seva. Hmm? This is the standard of the brudge. Hmm? Hmm? Constant service, constant service. Hmm? And, and it means rolling up your sleeves. Brahma couldn't think, I'll roll up my sleeve like that, I'm clean. And, you know, you're going to come to heaven there and you're going to be a royal lady. He says, forget that, I'm not interested in that. I've got service to do. I've got religion here. Hmm? I've got that higher standard of religion, she said. You know nothing. When cows moo, all the Vedic mantras are present in their moo. And when cows moo, therefore, it creates a sangskar for seva in the heart. Seva means work. <laughs> what is bhakti? It's service. I've told a story before. And when it, Juan, who works for us, and he was born in Madhavan, hmm? and he works there for us now. Fifty-six years ago, he was born in Madhavan, and so one day I said to him, "Juan, you know, yesterday you were digging a trench here to bury the electric wires, and that's hard work. I was thinking of giving you something a little easier today." He said, "Doesn't matter. My my work is to serve you. You're the you're the you're the boss. Whatever pleases you, that's all." Grace of God, I've got work. I just come. Whatever it doesn't matter what I'm told have to do. Whatever he was like, not preoccupied with the work itself, but with the idea behind it. That my job is to please the the master. I told the devotees, "Here's the guru. Talk to him. He got it. Hmm? Hmm? Bhakti for its own sake. Hmm? You see, this solves all problems because." If you really have the mood of a servant, then whether it's difficult or easy, it doesn't matter. Hmm? It doesn't matter. I, I serve. It solves all problems. Hmm? So this is a different service. Hmm? This, is an, this, is a, this is an easy service. This is a hard service. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. My, my, my focus is to serve. And if I have service, that's the grace of God. Grace of God, I've got work. Grace of God. How you doing, Juan? Grace of God. I got work. Hmm? Hmm? 
This is so, and this we find in the Brajlila. This is the idea of cow people. Hmm? That never ever stops. Hmm? Milk is always coming. Hmm? Nanda Maharaj had nine hundred thousand cows. It's trying to tell you something. Hmm? The, the cows have good capacity to fully engage us, hmm? and the moo is serving sangskar and chitta. Brahma looking at her, hmm? impertinent. How can she speak like this? But she's Gayatri, Gana Trayate. She personifies the song of deliverance. She is a meditation, but what kind of meditation? Not a static meditation, but a living, dynamic meditation that is that's described in Bhagavatam. So. What happened was then all the gods are there. So Vishnu appears hmm, on the scene. And Vishnu says, I gotta give a blessing. Hmm? I gotta please the gods, so you know, why don't you marry him, the old guy? Hmm? He's you know how old Brahma could be by you know, he's <laughs> he was about fifty at the time and that's real old, you know, compared to the earth person. Hmm. She's a young gopi. Says marry him, it's okay. Life's not about just finding the perfect wife or the perfect husband. Uh, don't keep trying for that. There's something more meaningful than chasing these ups and downs of try, trying to avoid the bad and get the good and make my body, my mind, my my relationship perfect. Try with some to some extent and get on with more important business. Spiritual pursuit. So, marry him. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. And I will, to please you, I will appear in your community, in the Braj, in the future. I will appear there. Mm-hmm. So she thought, okay, so Vishnu has agreed to appear in the Braj. So for the service of the Braj Bussies, I'll marry Brahma. Mm-hmm. For Vaishnav Toshini, for the satisfaction of the Vaishnavas, I'll marry this ugly old guy. <laughs> and sit there through his sacrifices and meditations and try to teach him what what real religion is, what Gayatri is really about. Many people chant Gayatri in so many different lineages, have so many different ideas about it. But again, Guru Purana tells us, Gayatri Basurupo So Srimad Bhagavatam is a commentary on the Gayatri. And as we're describing in brief, Bhagavatam is the central hub around which all the scriptures are to be understood in context. The final word of Vyas, his own commentary on the sutras. Commentary on Gayatri, the prototype of all mantras. So Brahma's She's living with Brahma, uh, and, and 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 Krishna incarnates. Hmm? The Avatari appears in the Braj, and even before he appears, of course, she's sitting there bored to death hmm? in Brahma's abode with all these boring yogyas about getting things and what, and longing to return to the Braj, just a longing to return there, and. Virginia Nandan Krishna makes his appearance. 
and two weeks later, on the most auspicious day in Krishna's astrological chart, in his chart, the most auspicious day of his whole chart, this is Radhastami. Jai Sri Radhe, Radhastami Ki Jai. So when Radharani appears in the Braj, then the Braj was already beautiful. It becomes so much more beautiful. It's described in Bhagavatam. Shortly after Krishna appeared, then it was as if the goddess of fortune had come. It's not a reference to what Krishna has done, but the fact that Radha made her appearance there. In a secret way, in a hidden way, we'll have to hear about that uh, tomorrow. <laughs> but seeing Radha and Krishna hmm, in Vrindavan, Gayatri could not hold back. Hmm? She had to go to return to the brudge. Hmm? So she stayed in the form of Gayatri, and then she appeared in the form of Kam Gayatri. Kam Gayatri is, Kam means desire. Kam Gayatri is the, is the, is the furthest reach that the Brahma Gayatri is speaking of. Pujapati Sridharmarsh gave a beautiful commentary on Brahma Gayatri, taking it to what? Radha Dasyam, hmm? the service of Radha. Hmm? And of course, this is what the Kam Gayatri is about. Hmm? Seeing Krishna from that bhakti lens, particularly of Sri Radhika. And this Kam Gayatri, that is the, what is that? That is Sagama, Sagare, Sare Gama, Sare Gama, Sare Gama, Pa. Hmm? Pa, Panchama, Panchama, Purushartha, Prema, Pumartha, Mahan, Panchama means fifth, fifth note on the scale. The Bhagavatam is about the fifth note on the flute of Krishna. Hmm? This, this note is about Madhurya. About, it is about romantic love and, and some place it has with Hasya. Hasya. Hmm? <laughs> means uh, humor, uh, so, uh, so uh, relative to, uh, to, to Sakyarasa. Hmm? Hmm? The romantic note. Hmm? Krishna got his flute first, flute during the during the Govardhan Leela. Got a flute from Shiva, bamboo flute, the Venu, and he used to practice that to see how he how, and he had wonderful effects. Hmm? He caused land to flow like a river, rivers to stand still like land, mountains. To shrink and grow, and, and, uh, and so on and so forth. Uh, uh, cows to let down, and give milk, and, and so. But he's only practicing, practicing because he had one thing in mind: if I could just play in such a way to catch her attention, that one girl, Radha, then my life would be successful. Hmm? So to perfect that fifth fifth note is the idea. Hmm? This is Krishna's. Effort and now our effort is to perfect our chanting of Kam Gayatri. Hmm? Kam Gayatri is the full face of what uh, the Brajlila is about, hmm? and this is what Bhagavatam is about, and this is 
Radhadasyam. Hmm? What is Radha? Who is Radha? Hmm? As I said earlier, it's not just a beautiful girl with a blue dress. No, not, not, that's not... That's, uh, uh, she expands herself. There is one Krishna and there are thousands of Radhas. Hmm? One Krishna. Hmm? But Radha expands herself into every nuance of emotion. It personifies every nuance of loving emotion to be present for serving Krishna in relation to that emotion when it's appropriate. So all the gopis Nityasiddha gopis of Golok, they're all expansions of Radha's personality, partial representations of her personality. For rasa, hmm, there has to be many. Hmm? There has to be many. Hmm? For Krishna's rasa, Madhura, there has to be many. So Radha becomes many. One Krishna, many Radhas. Expanding herself for service. She's the personification of this uh, serving attitude. Really, as I've said before, Every devotee has a little bit of Radha, that Ladini, hmm? Hmm? in them. Hmm? So she's the full face of Serba, not just a service, not just a, a, a draw picture, a beautiful girl with a red sari. I'm remembering Radha. Hmm? Uh, the Goswamis have shown us what is Radha. Nidrahara Bihara Kari Vijito Bihi. Srinivasacharya wrote about them. They were the personification of Radha Dasyam, service to Radha. Hmm? And what were they doing? They were Nidra Harabi Harikadi. They were uh, they were part of a sleep deprived, high demand group. Hmm? And they're better for it, and the world is better off for it as well. Hmm? Sleep they for Nidra Ahara Bikari Bijito. They forgot about sleeping. They forgot to eat. Hmm? They had no fear. They they lost any any sense of mating propensity, attraction between the uh, sexes. It, 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 it didn't. Hmm? They were under the influence of kambijai. Hmm? Rasalila is the kambijai. Bijai means victory. Victory over calm. Calm Gayatri is. I, I I saw the other day. I just happened to see it. I looked up something for crafts or calm Gayatri, and people were writing on the internet. This is a great, great mantra. It fulfills all your calm, all your desires. Hmm? <laughs> it's a calm Gayatri. You do this Gayatri, and you can get whatever you want. You know, hmm? it's quite a misunderstanding. It's about kambijai, conquering over calm. Hmm? Hmm? What is this body of ours? What is the body of Radha? Hmm? Atmendriya. Priti Vancha. And Krishnendriya Priti Icha. This is the difference. Hmm? Our body is uh, the body of uh, uh, material senses and calm, driven by calm, by desire. It's a desire-driven affair. The desire to please our senses. This is calm. Hmm? And Krishnendriya Pritija. Hmm? The, the desire to please Krishna's senses. This is Prem. Hmm? Hmm? 
Kam and Prem look the same, but they are like the difference between the bright noon sun and the dark moon night. Hmm? Opposites. Hmm? Kam Gayatri means Kambijai. Rasalila is Kambijai. The victory over Kam, over desire. Hmm? And that, <laughs> Peacock. <laughs> He's confirming, he's liking the talk. Um, very comprehensive conquering of uh, over over desire. Not a in a in a um, restrictive kind of um param When you have param when you see Krishna, param that we see then rasa then this mundane rasa taste that can be given up hmm? mundane taste calm hmm? not just by fasting or um, cutting off your tongue or genitals or something like that. that's what the verse is saying that won't work hmm? gyan is not sufficient but but you have to replace calm, lust with love. Hmm? Radha is the personification of Krishna Indriya Priti, hmm? love of the senses of Krishna. Hmm? And our Goswamis they personify this. What, 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 what is what is the, what is our prospect in this regard? Hmm? To have some service to 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 Sri Radha. Hmm? They personified Radha Dasim, and what were they doing? Hmm? They were writing so many books, opening temples. Hmm? The whole of the Braj was renovated under their influence. Kings were coming and building temples and monuments to the different places of Radha and Krishna's pastimes under their influence. And so many books they wrote. Hmm? So many more books than we have available. There's a tomb, a samadhi, Granta Samadhi in Vrindavan. Some of you may have been to it. It's full of books of the Goswamis that were put in there that were thought were too high to give to the public. And they were just entombed. Hmm? <laughs> we just have a, just a smattering of what they, what, what, they, what they wrote and you can't keep up with it. Hmm? They were very, very busy hmm? doing service. Hmm? <laughs> not sitting idly. No, the Brajlila is, is that's, that Shantaras is not, we have no interest in that. Hmm? Dasya, Sakya, Vatsalya, Madhurya is a love, as I've said before, we cannot rest until we find love, and when we find it, we find it has an orbit of its own. Hmm? It's active, it keeps us moving. Prabhu used to say, in simple language, love means, if you love someone, then you serve them. Hmm? So, this is our idea of, uh, if we want to enter into the Bhagavat, and what it's about, and uh, all of Radha Dasyam and so forth, and it's, we have to develop a serving ego. Hmm? It's not like somebody I heard, he was meditating on a 12-year-old girl in the Braj, wanted to learn how to become a Manjari, a servant of Radha. And that's, how do the young girls act? This won't be very helpful. Hmm? No. Huh? Young girls just trying to enjoy. <laughs> it's not coming out in a very ugly way yet. But uh, it's likely that it, it will be uh, in due course. We're all conditioned souls attached to sense objects, and so it's not a pretty, pretty thing. Mm. No. So 
to change the enjoying ego to a serving ego. This is at the root of our uh, spiritual prospect, and it reaches its zenith, as I say, in the person of Radha, who is both deity and ideal of devotion. Hmm? So Krishna's a deity, that's good. We have the perfect deity. Radha's also the deity. Hmm? They're one and different at the same time, but but she is double for us because she's deity and ideal devotion at the same time. Sri Radhe Ki Jai, Radhastami Mahamotsava Ki Jai. I don't want to speak too long tonight. Was it time now? 7.45. 7.45. Any question? I do. Uh, is the um, is a Bhagavad Quran uh, the same as the Vishnu Quran? No, no, no. no. Bhagavad Purana, Srimad Bhagavatam. Vishnu Purana is about Vishnu. Bhagavad Purana is about Krishna. Vishnu is in there too, but it's about Krishna. There are some stories about Krishna in Vishnu Purana, but they're told from a different vantage point also. Hmm. From the vantage point that, that, that Vishnu is the, is the, is the Avatari. Hmm. Some Vaishnavas see like that, and there's a destination that they arrive at from that particular vision also. Uh, the Bhagavad gives a different perspective and has a different um, uh, prayojan or attainment as a result of it. And that's this, you enter into these um, leelas as a participant rather than seeing them sometimes when Narayan shows them on, on Janmastami and Vaikuntha. Hmm. No, you can see the Brajalila sometimes in Vaikuntha, like on Janamastami. Mm-hmm. Once in Barakala, in South India, I went uh, on the coast and, and it, it, to see the Janardhan deity there, 24-foot you know, deity, Vishalava, the Vishnu. And so, <coughs> it, it, on different days, commemorating the different avatars, then they'll dress him up a little bit, you know, like one of the avatars. And I happened to go on a day, I forget which it was, but he was dressed like Gopal Krishna. <laughs> so, hey, Gopal. Hmm. Um, so, on those days, like on Janamastami, then in Vaikuntha, Narayan will show this, these, these leelas of the Braj. But you can't enter in them. You can't become a Saka. You can't become uh, a romantic participant there. You can't become have parental love. You're all in Dasi Bhav and Ryan has this side. He shows those leelas. It's charming, cute. Where I once was sitting with taking Prashad in South India with a, at a gentleman's house, um, Sanskritist and a Brahmin and a very serious devotee of the Ramanuja Sampradaya, which is a Sampradaya that worships God in awe and reverence. And so we were sitting with some sannyasas, we were taking Prashadam and one of my godbrothers knew the man pretty well, and, he, and we were engaging in Krishna Kata, Hari Kata, and um, and he was very jolly. And so my godbrother said, uh, "Prabhuji, you know, I notice whenever we whenever we talk about Krishna, you become very jolly." He said, "Oh yes, yes, very jolly." And he said, "But if we talk about Narayan, he said that's a different thing." Before he could even get the full word out, when we talk about Narayan, he said, "That's a different thing." He felt like ah. See his bhava for Narayana has a different home. Oh, I'm a servant. So a different mood. 
Vishnu Purana is a different book. Vishnu Purana is the main book of that Sampradaya, that Ramanuja Sampradaya. Hmm. What else? <coughs> I mentioned that uh, he has one into trance. And <coughs> what he came out with was Sanadi Basra, hmm. which is means the language of Sanadi. Yeah. So wouldn't it then be folly to think that you could learn Sanskrit, read Srimad Bhagavatam, and understand it? Because it's actually the language of Samadhi, it's not the language, sorry, of Sanskrit, exactly. Yeah, I mean, you can, you can read the Sanskrit and you can study it from that uh, perspective, and you can learn about it academically, for example. Hmm? But that's not to learn Srimad Bhagavatam. To learn Srimad Bhagavatam is to become, become a, um, like, like Gayatri, a gopa or a gopi. <laughs> and, you know, you don't find too many people that are, who know Sanskrit and they're, they're out milking cows, you know, for example. Uh, <laughs> or that that's their aspiration <laughs> or something like that. So that's what I'm saying. It, 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 there's, it, I, I wanted to say I love you, but the words got in the way. So, I mean, um, it's when he he takes the he's from his trance. Now he's trying to speak about it, so he puts it in Sanskrit and so forth. But it's deeper than that. It's beyond that. That's why we have to hear from Guru Parampara and be understood by serving attitude. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah, it's um, it's, um, it's 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 more than a book. That's what it says itself. It's near Granta. It's, it unties the knot, the world knot. In Schopenhauer's language, the world knot, the hunkar. But it also means, Granta also means book. So the question was, Sugadeva has untied the world knot. What is, he, what is he studying a book for? And the idea, what the answer came because this is beyond books. Actually, the Bhagavatam is beyond beyond books. That's what Uddhava said. He went to the Braj in Bhagavatam. He said, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out. Shruti-bhya-bhimbrigyam. Yeah, uh, this is beyond the Shruti. He was the teacher of Krishna, you know, the, the, of his pandit. So what I'm experiencing here is beyond the Upanishads. It's, 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 there's no words for this. Versus hmm? Ramana Roy, I can say something, but I don't know if it will make sense to you. You asked me, Mahaprabhu, to say what the goal of life is and how to attain it and support whatever I say with the scripture. But now you've taken me so far, I can say something else, but it's beyond the scripture. Hmm? You could take it or leave it. And, then, and he told it, and Mahaprabhu showed it. It's me what you're talking about. Hmm? That's how we began that union of Radha and Krishna. That in which they lose sense who is Krishna, who is Radha. They're both there, but they, one doesn't know who is the other one is. Hmm? Radha says, if you, if you say, I love you, then you don't know anything about love, because then there's I and there's you. Hmm? Losing the sense of who is I, who is you. Hmm? This kind of dynamic union brings the full moon of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Hmm? So yeah, you have to learn Bhagavatam. You know the story of the man who I've told many times, sent his son to Benares to get an education. Right? He went three or four times. The father kept saying, did you study Bhagavatam? He says, no. 
Yes. Did you understand it? Yes. Better go back. Did you understand it? Better go back again. Finally, after the third or fourth time, he came back and the father said, So, did you study Srimad Bhagavatam again? Yes. And did you understand? He said, I've come to the conclusion, Father, I cannot understand Srimad Bhagavatam. The father said, You have understood Srimad Bhagavatam. <laughs> and now you are an educated person. <laughs> so, this is a very different thing. I mean, this is a, we're accustomed to acquiring knowledge hmm, for our own purpose. And we put it in our file and we draw upon it when it's convenient to assert ourselves and, uh, and so forth. This is a different kind of knowledge that we cannot make part of our agenda. Hmm? And if, as much as we do so, we haven't understood it. Hmm? When we realize it has an agenda of its own and we're on that agenda. Hmm? This is a, 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 a entire you know, uh, um, a shift. Hmm? earth-shattering shift from, again, from enjoying ego to serving ego, to seeing the world and sense objects in such a way that they give shape to an idea of self that cannot be maintained. Hmm? And that by its very nature is a taker hmm? and is thereby unbecoming. Hmm? So to understand the Bhagavatam is to see the world in a very different way. Hmm? And it's difficult to... Very difficult to understand someone who's understood also. To understand the heart of a Vaishnava. So it's very difficult. Hmm? Ordinary aesthetic, ascetic is, you know, meditating, naked, whatever, you know, fasting, Vaishnava may be feasting. <laughs> and Mahabharata was dancing and chanting and celebrating and the sannyasis of Benari said, what kind of sannyasi is that? Dancing and singing? Hmm? Like an emo- he's supposed to be control your emotions uh, as a sannyasi. Hmm? Rise above them. Yeah. They couldn't understand. They couldn't understand the Bhagavatam. They were good Sanskritists. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, it's not sufficient. Hmm? It's it's the language. It's couched in the Sanskrit language, but there's a feeling to that. And we have to hear from Guru Parampara. We have to serve. Hmm? You have to do Goseva. You have to clean up after cows. Then, one time, uh, Pujapachita Marsh told us. No, no, Puri Goswami Marsh told us that uh, promote Puri Goswami Marsh that a man came to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur and he asked to hear from him. The, is really the significance of the Bhagavatam. And Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur said, if you want to understand the Bhagavatam, talk to the gardener here. Hmm. And Puri Mar said he was not being facetious in any way. He actually meant this guy understood the Bhagavatam. And the guy, you know, he wanted like a scholarly, you know, presentation and so forth, nuanced explanation, which, you know, could be there, could be given, but hmm, that's, could be useful, but the gardener had understood the Bhagavatam. He's got it. What kind of an answer is that? That's like a non-academic, it's a spiritual answer. And he meant it. He has understood the Bhagavatam. Just like I told the story, Gayatri has understood more than Brahma in all the gods. Just serving cows. That's what she's doing. Full service. Serving ego. Uh, underlying all the grudge sentiments is serving you. That has to be cut, 
put in place first. It's an outgrowth of that. Sakya, Asya, Matsalya, Madhurya. Does that help? Okay. Grantaras, Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai. Sriyarastami, Mahotsava ki jai. Or Bhaktavrinda ki jai. Or Premanandi.